Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. Today's special guest is Erin Lazar, who is a multidimensional psychic, a mentor in the ascension process, and a channel for beings of light. I am really excited for this conversation. I can feel the frequency and vibration and the possibility in the field and what can be shared. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to have this conversation with me um, to help people activate and remember why they're here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's always a pleasure to connect with um, people in Australia uh some really good friends over there and even though we're in costa rica at the moment but it's a it's a pleasure to connect with you today and i'm looking forward to seeing where where it goes it's really really cool like the energy i can sense it's really nice in this so yeah i'm looking forward to it too it's really good so i'm gonna jump straight deep in and i i know that when we often have these podcasts one of the first questions is what's your story and how did you get to doing this work and the more that I'm finding truth and remembering my authentic self and my connection with the universe and um, re- remembering my purpose, the more I realize the story <laughs> is something that I want to release. So I think my first question would be for you is when did you come to a point in your life where you started to question your story that um, I hear you refer to it as the red pill moment um, and seeing what was the breaking open of something else. Yeah, it was a kind of, that's a great question. Thanks for asking it. But I think like for, I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was an average kid. I wasn't a weirdo either. I used to play sport, had a, a good set of friends, etc. Grew up in Swansea, near Swansea in South Wales in the UK and I had a child, I had a, you know, normal set of friends, etc. Um, but I had always had keen interests in weird things. So I remember when I was eight years old, looking out my bedroom window, and I'd be seeing in the sky, because at that time, back in, I'm sure my age now, but back 1988, this would have been back in the UK, we had four TV channels. So there wasn't this satellite or anything like this. It was just sort of four TV channels, I remember, and obviously radio. I remember looking out the window and sort of visualizing radio waves and TV waves in the sky like this. And I'm thinking, goodness me, how busy is the sky? But we can't see it with our eyes. And this is me as an eight-year-old kid, right? And then it kind of went on from there where I had a keen interest in the paranormal. Um, Used to do sort of paranormal experiments where I'd be reading books from the library and then going up the hill with my tape recorder and asking questions and trying to record on the tape to try and get an answer and obviously never got anything but just kept trying kind of thing. Mad keen interest in UFOs again at the library. Um, Librarian knew me by name after six months. I was back and forth, back and forth, sort of four miles or three miles to the library and three miles back again. And because obviously it was the age before internet, right? So, you know, where you got your information was from the library, right? So this this is where I went in the 80s. 
And this kind of carried on through my teens, I guess. And in my early 20s, then I started going on these paranormal investigations. So I was going to like old nuclear bunkers and um, I was going to, um, goodness me, like um, old gowls, like old jails and things like this, like for the weekend. And super interested in the paranormal. And then my friend, um, he's my friend and then mentor, a guy who's a really talented spiritualist medium. And uh, he was running spiritual development classes. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I fancy having a go at this. And I, I'm going back, sort of, I'm 42 now, uh, born in 1980, but I'm going back to when I was like 20 years old, so sort of 22 years ago. And um, I thought to myself, I thought, I really fancy doing this. So I used to go along once, and it was in a church hall, and we'd be going in there and he'd be practicing. There was about me and about eight other people in chairs in this church hall. And, you know, Pete was out the front teaching us. And he basically taught me how to open up for the first time. And he switched my receiver on. And I see that's my spiritual receiver. And I started to be able to give these messages. It was all really accurate. I could read tarot card and I had a really fl- a real flair for it. And then it kind of just started to scare the pants off me because the second that this turned on, it was all, the only way I can describe it to you, it's like all the TV channels and all the radio stations trying to come through at once. And it was like meltdown. And I can kind of cope with something like that on my own terms. But where I'm kind of, you know, I'm electing to go on some paranormal investigation. And if it's a bit weird in my head for, for a day or so, that's fine. But where it got really overwhelming was on sort of random Tuesday when I'm trying to get to sleep at like 10.45 at night. And I've got work the next day and I'm seeing things walk across the room and I'm feeling terrified. I can't stop it. And I'm just like, this is just out of control. And I'm really scared. And I didn't really have a mentor at that time. I had Pete, but he all it, what Pete would say is um, just bathe yourself in white light and and you know kind of protect yourself. But I kind of felt it was a bit beyond white light, and I'm like, okay, so what what do I do? I'm sort of 20 years old, and I'm consider myself. I'm into weird stuff, but I consider myself relatively normal. I like going out for a beer with my mates. I like going to concerts and watching sports and yeah I've got all this kind of crazy stuff going on I don't want it so basically I basically turned my receiver off and I pushed it away from me as far as I possibly could because I wanted my headspace back and that's basically it worked a treat honestly the whole the whole thing stopped I felt like I got my sanity back could sleep at night the whole negative energy and all this kind of stuff kind of disappeared out of my life and I'm like oh my god this is amazing then for probably two decades lived the most I was the most paid up member of the system the 3D system for the next two decades you can imagine so I believed the political system I um, I voted I uh, believed in democracy and all this I believed that uh, you watch the television for the news and it would give you what was going on around the world I believed it all I paid my taxes I did businesses I had staff on the payroll investment properties and all that kind of stuff so that was going on, and, and I just chased sort of money and material objects, and, but on the inside, I was properly empty. So, like, on the outside, looked good. Like, at a glance, it's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's done okay for himself. But, like, on the inside, I was just properly empty because I was totally out of alignment. I know that now, but I, I didn't know that then. So then what happened was um, my wife, Rhea, due to the stresses of running kind of businesses and, and being just stressed up to our eyeballs and, and just dealing with problem after problem of you can imagine what it's like with a business etc it was quite stressful um she started taking up mindfulness um around 2015 and started off with dr joe dispenser and it was his guided meditations and trying to get into space He's a great guy love 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 his work right amazing and i love the fact that he can he explains the quantum field in a scientific way that your logical mind can get and that's kind of, yeah and so he kind of got us what kind of both into it but I have to say that Rhea was before me. So I'm still in the, the I'm still in the five senses, really, really stressed out through the business. And then it was literally just, we had a hospitality business and it was just at the start of COVID. And basically not going down the rabbit hole of what, what you think about that, but I'm talking about logistically the impact it had on our business because we were ordered at the very, very beginning of 2020, uh, so two years ago now, where, where's the time gone? But two, two years ago, the very, very beginning of 2020, the Secretary of State in the UK ordered all hospitality businesses to close their doors. 
So basically, we were ordered to stop trading, right? So, and basically, we just come out of the winter, which is a lean period for hospitality. And what happened was that when people realized they couldn't travel, they, we had to, they basically applied for refunds for the bookings. So we had to refund six months worth of bookings in advance, which basically, and we had high finance costs and the whole thing went off a cliff. That went off a cliff and it took the rest of it. It was like a domino effect throughout the whole of our bang, universe smashed me in the face. And my entire identity in about two months just literally fell apart. And it was like 10 years worth of blood, sweat and tears to that point melted away to went away to nothing and I kind of literally had to through this intense period of sort of soul searching and suffering had to find myself again and it was during this and and I was literally at rock bottom at this point it was it was horrendous to to go through but in a way I'm really grateful for it now like looking back having healed it and being come through it and looking back at where I am now compared with how I was in 2018-19. I'm totally grateful for, for it. I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I'm, I'm grateful for the wisdom. And so what basically what happened, this really, really stressful, and just for my own mental health, I had to start doing, really dived into these guided meditations. And I remember it's really, really clearly. And I remember this one time. I'd be, and don't get me wrong, I'd kind of, I'd started then to, Things that didn't make sense with the propaganda and all of this. And I slowly but surely, everything just kind of dropped away. And I remember I was doing this guided kind of meditation. And I kind of, um, I remember then we were sort of guided to go to Uluru. I was like, okay, we need to kind of follow the grid and we need to go to Uluru. Felt really, really strongly that we needed to go there. So we just packed up. Packed up the uh, packed up the wagon and off we went to Aluru and we ended up going to Aluru and the energy is just off the charts. It's just sensational, right? And it's almost like it like blew the top of my head off. And I remember at that stage doing these meditations and then being able to open up to this kind of higher space. And I connected to who I now know to be the Arcturians. And when I connected to them, I kind of felt as if in my heart, I've reconnected with family and I couldn't explain it because all I, I'm experiencing these energies that I knew to be Arcturian. I'd never seen them before, but I just knew they were Arcturian, Council of Elders. But when I kind of embraced them in my consciousness, I was just like, it felt like I hadn't seen family for like decades. And you know, like if you just embraced them at the airport, that gush you get in your, your heart center for the first time. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, it, it, this is just off the charts and so I remember experiencing that but then the big epiphany for me afterwards it was kind of like I, I looked at it and I, and I realized I was like oh my god I've just I've accessed the same spiritual space that I did do when I was in my early 20s but I've just accessed a higher vibrational plane of that same space and I and I, it kind of dawned on me in that moment. I'm, I've been like, oh my god, I've been able to do this for over twenty years, but it scared me. And I kind of turned it off and pushed it away when I was twenty, forty-two now. And it was from then I was off to the races. And I, being able then to open up spiritually to the Arcturians and then other races, etc., it's just accelerated and accelerated and accelerated. It just seems like my consciousness is just going like this. So, yeah, sorry to, I, I went on a bit there, but I was kind of in a role and it was kind of being channeled in, but it's kind of, yeah, that's that's the story of where we are to, to this point. I feel that that, it's all like a really relevant and it's interesting for me because um, in reflection, there's a, a really beautiful mirror that I haven't seen so much in myself, which brings me to a beautiful question because I myself um, really only, oh, I guess, had that <laughs> red pill moment where my life was completely shattered in 2019. And bef- before that, I was really mainstream, very conditioned and trying to live as much yeah, in that world as possible. I did not want to be seen as unique or different or anything. I wanted to be so normal and so um, perfect. And <laughs> um so like my health declined, um, my marriage ended, um, my business broke down, like everything, like I was the exact same, everything just like smashed to pieces. And so I've been really like in this journey that's been like, bam, 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 
to get to this point of being an open channel of 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 light and receiving transmuting and I haven't actually come across anyone yet up until now that has had that previous I guess awareness because I had a similar experience in my life um my mum actually used to run UFO support groups and all of the different things um yoga instructor Reiki master all the, all of that but I I didn't it was there but I didn't really want to ever be in any of it um and so it's like it was there in the beginning and then complete resistance because there's too much going on um, for, for the mind to process, I suppose, and then completely cutting all of that authenticity off mm. to awaken and to just like unfold really quickly. So in the, I guess, shedding of the identity, how challenging has that been for you to really go, okay, stepping out of this idea of what I thought it was to being someone who channels different beings shows up on social media as like you know uh, very much a unique essence in your truth yep and so like for for you like what and and I read people as and and I read energy just like I breathe and basically I'm kind of reading you and it's like you're now speaking your truth but it's basically, it's like, you're, so for the this is such an empowering moment for you to actually stand there and go, actually, this is who I am. It's the real me, right? It's not kind of hid behind this 3D. And it's kind of, I was the same, really. It's just kind of a spiritual being, which got scared by it. And I just went off down this 3D path, thinking that it was all money and all the rest of it. I should be chasing that. It's going to get me happiness, et cetera. And it wasn't. But I tell you what, this whole rebirth into what I've, what I've, it, my, this rebirth into my truth which is what I call it because what I'm this is this is me like I'm, I'm take it or leave it I'm past caring what people think now so it's like literally to the point the joy that what I do on a daily basis far outweighs what I think what other what I think about other people thinking of me and you know it came to a point where it's kind of um goodness me when when the whole business failed, we had quite a big brand in that old industry the property industry and people followed us on social media a lot of haters other people wanted us to fail, etc. We, you know, we've done quite well, but there's a lot of quiet kind of watchers and stuff in, in the industry. Send them all love, by the way. Like, you know, if if uh, there's no kind of bad feeling at all, no animosity, but it's just I'm just stating facts here. And I remember there was when our when it was all failing and crashing to the floor, it became like a big public spectacle within that industry, right? And I remember that there was people that I had real good relationships with to that point, work, good working relationships in different businesses in different parts of the country, that they all started weighing in and started throwing punches as we were going down and hitting the floor and kicking us. And I was like, oh, my God. It was a, so it was a real painful experience. So not only losing everything we worked towards, but actually being treated like we were, you know, when we were kind of, uh, when we were kind of falling down. But at the same time, it kind of, having to deal with that, I just thought to myself, I thought to myself, do you know what, this is actually who I am, I don't, I don't really care, it's not my business to be involved in what other people think of me, I don't, it's not going to affect me at all, so, you know, at the end of the day, I understand that when people are triggered, and when people behave badly, it's just a reflection of their own trauma of what they're going through, so at the end of the day, who am I to say what these people have gone through, you know, individually, and it's just here to, to to say that, you know, literally no hard feelings and that I offer you nothing but love and understanding. But as far as me stifling who I truly am, my light, not a chance. I don't, I, honestly, I, I um, in, initially, and honestly, when we, when I transitioned across and I, it, it, you know, it took sort of courage to stand behind this new identity because, you know, this, Aaron Lazar is not my birth certificate name. This, this was given to me in a deep meditation when I had this, when the universe smacked me in the face and I had this, this big awakening. So I had these kind of old trolls from this old industry jumping across and just publicly mocking me on, on my Facebook posts and all the rest of it, trying to, uh, trying to kind of cause me some pain, I guess. But I'm like, look, this is, this is who I am. It's, it's who I am and that's fine, you know, if, if that's what you want. But it's kind of, um, I think it's a case of just, if it's your truth, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And if, if you are speaking your truth, truth is always going to resonate with people. And people will always 
like moths, they will always gravitate towards the light, you know? So you be your light and it doesn't, it doesn't, there was all, there is always going to be, I'm kind of reflecting it back to you now, because you, you were mentioning this at the start of the question. There's always going to be people from that old life, you know, who aren't happy for whatever reason. And usually it's because you've gone outside of their comfort zone. So they kind of react badly and it's like, ah, oh, I can't handle this new identity because it's uncomfortable for them. And that's fine. But we can't sit still in this kind of old cage because we don't want to, you know, we don't want other people to kind of feel a certain way. We've just got to be us. And I, I feel like for you, you're now standing in your light. It's your truth. Just keep shining because it's exactly what you should be doing. Yeah, I so feel that. And I, um, for me, it's gotten to this point of like, it's so whole and true within my being that I I just couldn't show up any other way now. Like it wouldn't matter what stories my mind created. It's like, oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's it's the compassion piece I think is really a good part as well to not running off when those things do happen and you have negative um, resistance back in, in social media or um, in public forums you if you're coming from your like authentic self there's only love there because you see the pain that person's in that they even have to say those things and and I I truly feel that compassion of understanding where someone um and and having that ability to sort of step outside of my false identity and being able to see that oh okay this is just someone that's really hurting and doesn't know how to actually sit in the discomfort of what's taking place and what's being triggered inside of them. And because I've been it, <laughs> you know, I've been it, so I can't judge it. <laughs> We've all been there. And, you know, it's a part of this awakening has also been this period of, of healing that I've had to go through as well. And, you know, I've had to... I've had to heal a lot of the wounding that I was walking around with. And it's not this, you know, it's, this, it's the same of everybody. And, you know, it's like people within that old industry, probably your old industry that you were in, you know, there's a lot of anger in there, et cetera. And there's a lot of, a lot of wounded people projecting that. And I was one of those people too. You know, I was kind of, um, I'd be always getting into arguments and all this and heated discussions online and stuff. And it was coming from a wounded place. Most of the, most of the, um, a lot of the stuff from when I was a child, obviously with relationships with my, with my father and things like that, that have kind of resolved now. But then there was a lot of anger within me as well, built up through different situations, etc. that I've had to work through. Um, and a lot of stuff within my field I've had to release. So, you know, we talk about this kind of dark night of the soul. I've had to go to some really uncomfortable places that were kind of stuffed down within the body and kind of come to terms with a lot of it. And you know, beyond when we heal ourselves completely inside. Well, I say that, you know, that, that would be an egotistical answer. I can't say I heal completely. How would I know that? All I know is I've done a lot of work and I, and I feel pretty good. And I would say that, like, in most situations now, there's neutrality there. So even the thought of that situation now, it doesn't stir up or trigger me. It's kind of, it is what it is. And I just send it love because I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, for the transformation and the opportunity to become who I should have been years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. In the process of healing and stripping back and um, surrendering those false stories and thoughts and wounds and karmic patterns and all of the distortion, um, have you found your purpose for being here on earth at the moment and what is that to you yeah I kind of um it kind of has developed naturally I guess but I, I find myself in the Akashic realm most days that's one of the biggest elements of what I call the playground for consciousness because it's people call it the quantum field but it's kind of I like to um I like to kind of not rename things but kind of um, sort of maybe challenge um, some of the pressures that people put themselves under. Because when we think of the quantum field, for instance, it kind of, it's like this big thing, oh my goodness me, how do I access it? And I just kind of, you know, I try to turn it on its head, so I'll call it the playground for consciousness. And I try to tell people as well that, you know, most people can't see within their third eye. They don't see things. They just feel things, right? They're sensitive to energy. And the problem with, with this is it's people's subconscious listening to the fact that somebody's called this a third eye. And the fact that what, what, do, what do eyes do? They need to see things. So if I'm not seeing something in my mind, 
I'm not having the full experience, so somehow I'm failing, or or I'm not. I'm, which is which is couldn't be further from the truth. And I, I would say it's a big part of it is working in the Akashic realm. Um, a big part of it is working on, with people on a one-to-one basis, on a client basis, mm-hmm. and facilitating deep levels of healing, rewiring their personal fields, resolving karma, and uh, sort of removing soul patterns, seals, bonds, ties. Uh, just kind of, it, it just goes on and on, a full energetic recalibration. But most importantly, one of the most important things is to try and make sort of spiritual development as accessible to as many people as possible. And a big part of that is trying to break it down in a way that people understand. Because the spiritual community is full, or the spiritual industry is full of really flowery language. And I love that. It's not a criticism. The creative part of my brain, right, loves that those descriptives because it's like juice. I really, really like it. But if you're trying to get your head around it, sometimes it can be really difficult to understand. So it's like, I'll give you an example. People would have heard elevate your consciousness. Really flowery, right? What, what the hell is that, elevate your consciousness? Oh, well, I'm elevated. No, it's like elevate your consciousness. It's literally just moving your point of attention outside of your body. And when you start to break it down into terms that, ah, okay, ah, okay. I talk to people about dimensions and I say, okay, all the dimensions are within the same room as you right now, playing like a different radio stations. Your consciousness is a receiver, and it's about learning to become multidimensional. You just tune your consciousness into different frequency bands, to different radio stations. And it's like light bulbs popping off. And it's so rewarding because people who um, didn't perhaps have the confidence or the belief or think that they could do it, suddenly start to develop consciously it's such a blessing it's amazing so I kind of feel I'm here for as many people as possible um not um to try and make it as simple as possible for people to understand because we're all born with the equipment in here right we're born with the equipment to access this infinite field of information we're just never taught how to do it in high school and once we're taught how to use the equipment bang we're off to the races you know but we're all capable that's my that's my belief yeah yeah uh, that's same same belief here and I wish um for me that's something that I personally judge for so long because I um always thought well I've got no spiritual gifts whatsoever um my mom like having that real spiritual psychic um visual mother that would see ghosts and aliens and all sorts of beings and have these sometimes terrifying experiences of things over her bed and all sorts of stories and I was like I don't know if I even want to have that like that sounds really frightening um but I was just convinced that I had absolutely no connection with anything and that I was so normal anyway but I was just really quirkily weird and and it's my perceiving and that was what I never understood. I tried to meditate and I, I would just fall asleep, which now I know I was going into a deep, deep journey within um, my subconscious mind and I was able to really receive. But for me, I would judge it because they're like, let's walk along the forest and you can see the pretty crystals in the forest and the trees and you're going to feel this peace and you're going to come to a door. And I was like, all I see is black. There's something yeah. wrong with me. I can't, like, I see nothing. <laughs> and um, for so long and, and and even on the path of slowly, like, releasing this idea, and I still very, very, very rarely get any visuals, but my ability p- to perceive energy, yeah. frequency and vibration and to interpret that from the multidimensional field and put it into language or into um symbolism or activation or through healing is is incredible and the um judgment that can happen because of never ever once did I go to a meditation they said oh some people don't have the ability to see so don't judge that (laughs) and I was like so it, it was great teaching for me as as it sounds like you do so much of that trying to not wrong people but explain it in a way that is actually pragmatic and tangible for somebody to understand um 
which is, yes, super beautiful, which kind of makes me want to go, okay, how can you um, explain in a tangible way for the people listening what channeling and connecting with the star systems is for you? Yeah, easy, easy, easy. So it's like, just imagine in your head, right? It's like... um, you've got this laptop or receiver and all around you, you've got this Wi-Fi field, yeah? And you just, all we need to do is just make sure we've got the correct password to log in and we can access all the information we ever want in this field of Wi-Fi, yeah? I'm talking to you now from Costa Rica to Australia on this laptop connected to Wi-Fi. That's like the equivalent of the quantum field in technological terms, right? It's got the infinite, infinite field of information. It's got everything in there. So once we, um, once we, elevate our consciousness or move our point of attention outside of our body and I've got techniques that can help people do this if you're stuck in your body and um, I just can't get out of the guided meditations and you just get there and it's black and it's like oh god here I am again okay didn't happen this time I'll get more crystals and I'll try next time kind of thing and maybe I'll smudge the house and it's all going to be great next day you know it's it's everybody follows a similar kind of journey and, and it's and it's cool but it's kind of um, spiritual people just waiting for this thing to change. Kind of are they perfectly embody patience because they just keep going and going and going and going and nothing changes. And it's just because um, it's kind of just need to take some steps to make that out of body thing happen. It's that simple. And then once you're in this field of information, you've got two halves of your brain, right? So you've got the logical half, which likes, it likes systems, numbers, labels, it likes logic. And it's like, okay, you, for instance, when you fall asleep, logical part of your brain is going, oh, you fell asleep, nothing happened. Whereas the other half is like, no, something did happen. I know I was getting this, but logical mind is going, no, 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 you fell asleep. And it's a battle between the two, right? And so what we need to do, predominantly we're hardwired. And unless we are musicians or creatives, we're hardwired with the, the the side of our brain that likes logic and systems, right? What we need to do is to learn to disengage this and listen to our heart. And so what happens, the information, when it comes in from the quantum field, so you ask the question, and when this information starts to come in and you start to receive it and you start to talk about it, you're channeling. That's what channeling is. You're, just, you're a conduit for this frequency coming from the quantum field, right? And it's, it's, it's not that complicated, honestly. And, but basically what happens is when it comes through, you ask the question when you've, you've elevated your consciousness and you let the information come in from the heart, not the logical mind, you get this out of the way and you let it come up and you just speak it from the heart unfiltered. And so actually it's easier because otherwise it's coming in from the heart. You've got to, it's then got to make its way up to your brain. Your brain has got to filter it. It's got to make it down to its way down to the mouth and out. Yeah, it's two steps. Whereas if you just go from heart to mouth, it's quicker and it just flows. You don't have to think about it too much. Just let let it flow. And, you know, it's, I think it's like, and just when we make a start and we start to say this information, it's like I say to anyone, the second that you trust it, the volume gets turned up on it. So it starts off really, really quiet because you just got to, in the first instance, you ask the question, you've really got to pay attention. You've got to listen to what this says, not what this says, what this says. And you're paying attention and you're listening internally. And it's, like, it's going to come in like a thought initially, but it's going to come in from here. So you've got to pay attention. But the second you're like, okay, this is it. And you just surrender and you go with it. It's like the volume just gets cranked up and it gets louder and louder. And it just gets faster and faster. But everybody can do this. Man. Everybody can do this. It's like... Yes. And, and I love, I loved hearing that explanation of how you have, um, how you can explain that in, in words, because for me, it's, it's exactly that what I've, I I was trying to explain it to people in a workshop the other day. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I'm, I've got to find a more clear description. But I said, it's like, I pull my consciousness and I put it to the side and it's yeah. like, okay, consciousness, you sit here and I'm just going to have this open space and I'm going to breathe into my heart center and connect, yeah. connect here. And it takes me three breaths and then I'm like in this current of energy yeah. and, 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 and stuff and I'm like, it's so easy. Like 
what the breath it the breath is your anchor right that's what your that's that's like your it's like your stepping stone to get in there and you follow it every time and bang you're in it other people can develop other anchors so you will see um trans channels for instance various trans channels there's loads of them and some of them are incredible and but some of them start speaking funny and some of them start will do hand movements some of them will do different things you don't need to do that by the way but what this is that's their anchor anchoring their consciousness to create that connection it's not necessary but it's it's a tool they use to create that connection but you taking three breaths that's your anchor to get into the quantum field to start channeling that's awesome it's like that we all develop our own kind of techniques and stuff super cool so how do you cuz i also do it's super I do the hand stuff too. It's actually off screen at the moment. It's like to the side, we'll just leave the hands over here. But I do, I do, I like play in the quantum field with my hands and move the energy and, and, and interpret all of that. Um, and so how, cause this is something, the work, this is the work that you do with people is help them to um, connect into these, these field how do yeah. you help them find their specific way? Like how can you, um, is it through trial and error or do you? Um, Divine mission you're talking about now, yeah? This is the, what you should be doing, like soul mission kind of thing? Uh, no, like for, for individuals that you're working with, if they're trying yeah. to connect into the quantum field or the yeah. Akashic records or um, yeah. just flow, connect from their authentic self and, and channel, yeah. how do you help them to find their way of connecting? Okay, so what I, what I usually do is take people through step by step. So I'm also gifted with being able to escort people's consciousness to, to the Akashic realm. So I can work within, within the Akashic realm. You've got the terrestrial Boca records, which is where all of your soul's terrestrial records are stored, right? So every, you might have had hundreds or thousands of lifetimes as a human here on Earth. It's all stored within one block within the Akashic realm. You've also got another block um, behind that, about 40% of the size of it, and that contains all of the records of your galactic lifetimes. So all of your other races that you've had, all stored in there. It's, everything's ordered within the Akashic realm, right? It's magnificent. And above... and sorry, from the galactic block of records, you also, you're able to go in and read things like your last galactic um, incarnation, your family there perhaps, what your specialism was, why you came here as a starseed, what your soul contract is, and all the rest of it. I can read the terms of that. Above those blocks, you've got the karmic fields of energy. So you've got the karmic field of energy above the um, galactic block, which is the karma that you would have created as a galactic incarnation got the, ter- the, the terrestrial karmic field. Above this, we've got the unity consciousness field. So this is kind of like God consciousness, Christ consciousness, unity consciousness, call it whatever you want. It exists because the Akashic realm is the sum total of all the souls in existence are connected into it. And so there's a consciousness field. So what it means is that we are connected to every other living soul, sentient being that exists. I'm connected to you, you're connected to me, Vice versa, it goes out, no, 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 no. Because at our essence, we are love and we are light. That's all that's within this unity consciousness. It's incredible. And it's a consciousness field, which is as close to source as you can possibly get. You can't get beyond. Beyond that is source. So it's it's an incredible place. And then off to the side, we've got the Oversoul template. And holding it all together like a vertical template, piece of glue that holds all the layers together. And off the back of the Oversoul template, we've got fourth dimensional parallel reality. So we can do quantum jumping and stuff like that. In there. So it's really, really cool. But what, so what I would do to answer your question, I kind of went off on a tangent, but what I would do to answer your question, how I would help people, I'm, I, in the first instance, I would take people and I would escort people there. So I would escort people to the Akashic realm, the 12th frequency band, 12th dimension. Mm-hmm. I would uh, hold somebody's um, metaphysical hand, if you like, and elevate their consciousness for the first time. I can do this in groups. Um, and it's just a case of coaching people to step out of their body for the first time, which which sounds a lot harder than it actually is, because once you've done it once, honestly, I've worked with people, some amazing, amazing souls, right? And for years, they've just 
done these guided meditations, brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. And they're just like, oh, they're just so dissatisfied. They really, they, but they're so diligent. They keep going, but they're just like, oh, God, it's just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And they look around and they get quite grumpy because they see people doing stuff online and they say, well, why not me? I've tried hard and all this. And I get it. I understand. But then I show them how to do it. And all of a sudden, it's like, it's like they, they can do it for the first time. And they're just like, that's actually easy. And they didn't realize it's only when you show it's they're like, bloody hell, that's that's easy. I can't believe how easy that is. And they just it's almost like they're really happy, but they're kind of annoyed because they've not done it for, for a long time. So in a nutshell, I just I just show people how to do it. It's it's simple, that easy. And um it, your way of teaching is I find so fascinating because I know that you've got the visual components and the way you receive your information is very different to the way I receive information. And um but it, it adds the pieces and the parts to my own interpretation of what's um being received and, and and taking place and I have um this ability to help people activate their life force energy whether or not you want to con- call it kundalini or um yeah. you know it's awesome. yeah. yeah and it's the activation process that is actually very easy if someone's willing to go there with you because it's that uh, the imaginary like holding of the hand of dancing together in that way where it reminds them and then it's like it's actually quite easy to let the body take over or to let the to let this part actually lead the way it's um and and super magical to hear all of that and what you're doing in that way um the other part that I find interesting which is is leading into an another question around the beings that you channel. So I um, have have only been communicating with uh, multidimensional frequencies um, for, for a very short period um, and it's very intense and clear quickly, like you said. Once you allow it and you trust it and you let it flow, then um, it can, yeah, have that... Um, intense feeling and and what I received was that the information that I was connecting with was beyond the star system so when you were talking about the Akashic records and that unity consciousness field that kind of feels true for me that the information I'm bringing through is from that space um, of of beyond those even those stories um and so I found that really like just uh, amazing. Is that something because you do the Arcturians? Is is that because that was one of your last previous lives, or? Yeah. So that's a bit. So basically, I came here from Arcturus. I stuck my hand up. I've um, I've been to different spiritual sites in Australia. One of which is um, Grid Point Forty Four in the Flinders Ranges, Wilpina Pound, uh, just north of. Uh, Victoria up there in the Flinders Ranges really really spiritually charged place um, and I went to the top of the mountain there had a meditation and it's like it's like a vortex there it's, it's incredible and I really had this like transcendental real deep where I was kind of off I, I wasn't aware of my body at all and I actually met my brother um, went back to where I lived on Arcturus. I saw I saw my soul and consciousness being extracted out of my then Arcturian body um, I could read the terms of my soul contract. So I'd kind of, um, I knew they were my, my star family. So I've come from Arcturus. I'm a star, an, Arcturus, an Arcturian star seed. Having worked with various races of light, okay, if, if we want to call them that, but various extraterrestrial races, and I've, I've spent time with them, it's really interesting because you start to make observations. And one of the things that I've observed is that different galactic races have different personality traits which is super cool so it's kind of um and each one there's a kind of similar theme running through so i've connected to the arcturians i've connected and i've worked with the syrians from sirius a and sirius b i've connected to the orions or the mintaka i've connected to the andromedans i've connected to the blue avians i've connected uh, to the dragon dragon energy dragon frequency um who else have i connected to 
Oh, the uh, the Lyranavians, the Lyran Felines, um, goodness me, and there's more as well. So it's just, it's Galactic Federation. I can channel them and I connect into the Galactic Federation, which, by the way, is sensational. That, like, what a place like that is. It's just, it's so, it's just incredible that when we start to experience our multidimensionality, just how much of this perspective that we get outside of the body and it's just one thing it does do for sure i want to live this life as long as i possibly can and I, you know i want to live a full and very happy life and learn lessons and grow and evolve here as I'm, a, as I'm a human but having the perspective that i've got now i'm certainly not afraid of death anymore because i just know that this is just a small small part of the overall picture so it's it is it is a blessing um i do think though that if you're if you feel like you're if you feel like you're channeling beyond the systems, I would say for you, like when you connect into different energies, okay, each different star race will have their own energetic signature. They'll feel very different. It's like, think of it like a calling card or an accent, right? From, from uh, if you look at the UK, hundreds of different accents around the UK, right? If you get somebody from Manchester, they sound very different from London, very different from South Wales. And so energetic frequency signature calling cards are different for each race and what i would what i would do perhaps what you're getting perhaps if you're channeling um perhaps you are getting information from say a star race but then perhaps you're getting more information from another star race maybe in a different area like what this is coming through now maybe like my Arturian guide said to me, get out there and meet some other races. It's going to be good for you. And so I just went out exploring. Then I went around exploring the sort of uh, different dimensions and stuff like that. But if you're if you're in there, like you take those three breaths and you go into that field of information, it's just a short step and a hop to to get out and to to get within the quantum field of the consciousness. Once you're in there, you can whiz around with your intention, like no problem. It's like you're in there now, channeling it. Do you know what I mean? It's like I guess what is coming through for me, maybe it's like you're channeling information, maybe from a race, from, like having a phone conversation at a distance. Whereas if you could get a right up close and personal with different races and you'd get way, way more coming through. So I think, um, I think there's, yeah. And I think you're probably going to experience that. Um, yeah. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool. When you um, receive, when, when you, cause you do light language as well, don't you? My wife does, goodness me. She doesn't see anything in the quantum field, but she can. every time she connects to a race, she instantly gets the language. So she's got about 20 she speaks now. My goodness. I've, I can speak Arcturian badly. So, like, uh, so it's kind of... But I, I wouldn't say light language is my forte. I, it's, I've probably got it in me, but it's probably, um, like I say, it probably doesn't flow as... as quickly i'm like i say i'm more visual in within my consciousness more rather than language and all the rest of it i can sort of open up to channel hand movements and things like this which is which is really cool and when i'm doing energetic transmissions that often happens um but i kind of just tend to surrender to it i guess and just if it comes it comes and and just go with the flow yeah so on that um visuals that and the information that you're currently receiving is there um some beneficial wisdom (laughs) that you can share with recent I guess earthly situation um to right now right uh, yeah well not not I'm not getting in a channel right now (laughs) but just um is there some something that you feel is really like point to share with the collective at the moment yeah, or anyone receiving this? I can do that. I'm happy to do that. So, so one of the things I'm also gifted with being able to do, I've got what I call over the horizon radar. So I'm able to read energetically what's about to come in before it comes into the five senses. So what I did around November time last year, I sat down and I wrote my energetic predictions for what, I felt was going to happen in 2022 and I did a big I did a webinar on a live event in December laying out what this is so that's kind of like you know but I one thing I've learned to do is to trust my consciousness implicitly you know there's not one element is of me is thinking oh you better hold back because this doesn't come to pass it, it will I've, I've got no no doubts about that 
I trust it implicitly. So one thing um, that I've been shown is that um, 2022 is the dark night of the soul for humanity. It doesn't get worse than it does in 2022. This is it, right? So since 2020, it's slid down and we're kind of at the base now. Beyond this, it improves. The worst of the dark night of the soul is the whole of August. Uh, no, sorry, the last week in August, the whole of September and the first week in October. That's when it gets right to the, that's the bottom of the barrel. Beyond that, we're on a V-shaped trajectory to get up to um, the, the point at which this system just falls away, which is June or July 2024. So we've still got 2023 to get through. Um, I wish it was going to happen this year, but it's not 2023, June, July, all the way to 2024. But what, what's at the back end of that? is what we would consider to be this new earth. So you're talking, it's like, a what a time to be alive. And I kind of, I say this, and I know it's hard sometimes because we are presented with a lot of stressful situations that we've got to navigate, right? Like there's a lot of stuff which our governments are bringing in, which affect us on a day-to-day. -day. You would, you know, in Australia, there's a lot going on. And, and I, I left Australia in October, so I, I follow what goes on back there. My heart goes out to you all. But I could see it coming and I could sense it coming and we left. You know, one of the reasons was because of that, because I didn't want to be in a papers, please society, you know. And so basically came to Costa Rica, you know, apart from being called here, one of the considerations was what we were seeing that was going on. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stressful situations which governments have been presenting people with. So sometimes it's hard to see the wood for the trees. But having been given this, what's the reason and the reason that this is all going to start to kind of fall away is this matrix or the system it's quite a low vibrational system of control and power that has enslaved humanity. And I was one of them for decades. So like I was a fully fledged member, breakfast, lunch and dinner of the Matrix. And I loved that Matrix at the time. It was all, it was my life, right? My whole, my whole identity. So because we've got such a low vibrational system, it needs quite a low band of collective consciousness frequency to anchor into. Now, each of us contributes to this humanity global collective consciousness and it's when we are kept in fear we've got this kind of like um we emit this low vibrational frequency up into this grid this human grid and we all play our part we all kind of give our frequency off to it and perpetuated by the media and the government if with there's always a perpetual boogeyman there's always a war there's always kind of like invisible terrorists or you know now now a virus or whatever but everybody's just designed to be afraid all the time because when people are afraid you could be controlled and you emit this low vibrational frequency which helps to anchor this matrix so what's changed well in the solstice at the beginning of 2021, we shifted into the age of Aquarius. So the whole planetary frequency changed and it, it, the, the, the frequency increased and speeded up. And we've gone from the patriarchy and we've moved into this divine union now. So we've got the divine feminine and the divine masculine at equal playing fields. Strong women, strong men together. Bang. That's basically what this frequency is. So it's not like male dominated society and women are kind of you know second best and not no there's an, it's equality right we've got this divine union because the planetary frequency has shifted what then has happened is what i heard called the popcorn effect for consciousness which is amazing because people are starting to wake up like popcorn popping in a microwave all around the world so it's like pop 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 all around the planet and it can't be stopped and what happens when you awaken from the system, like the whole thing drops and people are like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? And more and more people are just waking up and waking up and waking up. When you wake up, suddenly you're not controlled by fear because you're not kind of plugging in. You probably turn the TV off like I did two years ago. You're not plugging into this fear that they're, and propaganda that they're kind of trying to control you with, right? So what happens? Your vibrational state when you awaken just naturally increases. So what we're then doing, we plug all of these pop, 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 these individuals now, are plug, are ascending unconsciously this frequency to this humanity's um, collective frequency grid around the world. And what happens is there's going to be a tipping point. And the tipping point is where this frequency is too high for this matrix to exist and resonate. And the whole thing just drops away really, really quickly. And you're going to see everything disappear. So the political system, politicians are going to go. You're going to see... The media go, education system is going to be redone. The way we are feeding ourselves on the planet, we're going to become more sustainable. 
um, the whole kind of quantum financial system, the whole debt-based system is going to go. It's going to be a complete, it's going to be a reset, but it's going to be our reset and not the reset that they kind of want, you know. So it's, it's a beautiful time to be alive. You've just got, we are almost at the worst it's going to get. You've just got to sit tight. And I know it seems like it's going crazy, but it does get better very, very quickly and it culminates and what I, and in sort of June, July, 2024, and on, honestly, like uh, what I, I say to people is, look, you've got to think of this like child, childbirth, right? Childbirth for the new earth. And childbirth, when a baby's in the birth canal, it's the most painful time. So you're going to get the screams. If you've ever walked down a labor ward at two o'clock in the morning, when, when women are giving birth, my God, it's like the most spookiest thing you'd ever heard, right? Really unnerving. And so what I would say is, you know, it's a very painful period labor. It's very uncomfortable. But let's say, for instance, once you've got the mother who's given birth, she's then holding the baby. If you then went up to the mother and just said, do you regret giving birth? How, what, the silence would just be deafening, right? You don't care at that point because we've done it. We've been through it. Yeah. So in five or six years, if I was to ask humanity, yes, it was rough back in 2020 to you know, 2024 went, but do you regret what we've got now? And the silence is just going to be deafening because people aren't going to care. They're not going to care. Um, and it's just, uh, what I, one, one thing I'd be impressed to say is that what we need to do, the people who are awakened, right? It's, we need to, people who are just awakening and perhaps people who are still healing and all the rest of it, we need to heal as quickly as possible because one of the things we don't want, when people are waking up, from this system for the first time, they're scratching their eyes and it's a really painful pill to swallow because people have to admit their entire life was a lie, right? And they built their whole identity in life on something which was completely false. And it's very, very painful for the ego to admit that. It's super, super hard for people. And the last thing people need at that point are the people who are awakened going, I told you so, you should have done this and get the judgment and all the rest of it. We need to refrain from that and not be judging people who perhaps awaken after us. And we just need to be there to support people because the people are going through, when people wake up, it's one of the most painful things that you can go through. And what you need then is sort of support and love at that point and not judgment. So anybody who is still triggered by people who are not awakened, awakened just yet, really we need to work on that ourselves because, you know, and resist this temptation to wag the finger and say, I told you so, because that doesn't do anybody any good. We just need to be there for everybody as, a, as one human race, as everybody wakes up, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I feel like if you are one of those people that is, you know, um, placing those comments and judgments or having that internally, then how awakened really are you? And how much healing work have you really done if you're not able to come from some place of compassion and understanding and have that self-reflection I think that's a an amazing mirror for the people are like that are oh yeah I'm awakened and I see what's going on but then there is still so much judgment externally shows there's so much inner healing to still take place Um, you you know it's it's like it's like you know, it's, you've, you've got to, you've got to be honest with yourself, you know, and you think it's like people, yeah, yeah, I'm healed. Yeah, yeah, I'm done the work, but like, really are you? And it's not me judging anybody here. I'm just saying, just ask yourself an honest question. I'm being objective here because it's about like, um, you know, we can't, we need to take judgment away. You know, it doesn't matter how we all got here, but we're all here now. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter about the past. Let's draw a line in the sand, but you know, one thing's for sure, the future's a lot brighter. Let's make it brighter and let's not kind of perpetuate what we've had, you know. Mm. And I feel an important piece to sort of share around that beautiful um, explanation you gave. Thank you for sharing that for people so they can understand, um, for the people that haven't received that information and haven't got that full understanding and awareness that we are in this dark night of the soul collectively and purging this density, um, which is is hard work um, and super, super painful, um, is that the, to the less resistance, you know, trying to really surrender to the painful parts will actually help it ease through and it will shift faster, um, you know, leaning in rather than pulling away from the pain of 
uh, will help that transmute that energy quicker. And then um, if you've got the courage to do that, or to leaning into those dark places, then you're not only doing it for yourself, but it helps everyone. It has that ripple effect. So we're going to be sitting in the depths of this um, challenging energetic uh, situation for less time because we have that ability to and and when you willingly go and look at those things as you said questioning and you willingly do it it shifts like well I know for me and the people that I watch in my experience when they will the willingness it's like it's like magic it just dissolves it disappears within so much quicker than um what our our logical mind can actually perceive yeah and you the thing is until you start purging this stuff you don't realize because you, your pain and trauma is trapped within your body right you don't realize the weight of what you're under until you start to let go of it because it's like you pick this stuff up as you go through life kind of incrementally and it comes in bit by bit by bit situations that kind of get really get you down or stress you out or make you angry bit by bit really upset you bit by bit and you just start to accumulate this stuff so when you start to purge this stuff and heal it, it's like somebody takes a four-ton weight off your chest. You're just like, oh, my God, I can breathe. You know, it's kind of, I, I, can't, I can't speak of, I know everybody's, everyone's sovereign, everyone goes through their own journey, and everyone's been through their own stuff that they have to work through. And I can only really comment really on, on what I went through, but I, I, I tell you what, you know, it does take courage to go there because it's it's it sucks and it's really uncomfortable. But it's like I say to everybody that I, that I work with, you know, it's the only way you can heal this is to feel it again one last time. You've just got to be brave enough to go there one last time and feeling is healing. But once you've felt this and once you've expressed it, you know what? It doesn't last for very long. Maybe it lasts for a few hours and it's gone and it passes, but it's transitory is what it is. And I said to everybody, you know, whatever happens, whatever's coming up out of you is what you went through. So never, ever judge yourself. Never judge yourself. Oh, I was a bad person because I felt like this. Oh, I was a bad person because I was weak. Or all of this stuff. And we reflect it back and judge ourselves, right? You know, I say, look, we, we are emotional creatures. We're human beings. We are designed to feel everything that's trapped within your body. So as it's coming up, just honor it. And it doesn't mean that it just has to be tears. It's really okay if you want to if you want to scream into a pillow and go and punch a punch bag in the gym. That's all right as well, you know, because that's that's down there and that's being expressed. As is okay to cry. As is okay to sort sort of express anger. But once it's out of us, it's out of us, and that's it. But we've got a real proper opportunity to heal now. You know, life life in that system, life in the matrix is hard, and not just that. But we 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 are we are experiencing sort of pain and trauma put on us by people reflecting their own pain and trauma. So they act up in a certain way which hurts us because of what they've been through. You know, I look back at my dad's really difficult situation and relationship with my father, but I understand where it came from. He had it really tough when he was a kid. And so he basically was emotionally absent, was never there for me emotionally, practically always was, physically violent and and a lot of other stuff going through. I totally forgive him, but I see where it comes from. But ultimately, you know, there's pain and trauma I experienced because of his pain and trauma. And, you know, what I would say is it's as, as humanity, we've all been through the ringer in the last sort of two years. It has, it has affected every single person on this planet. There's nobody that says they haven't been touched by it in one way or another. Right. What's going on? We've all got some common ground here. And we can all say, do you know what? We've all been through a lot, but do you know what? All of us, every single one of us now has an opportunity to actually work on ourselves and let some of this stuff go because it, it's hurt. And not just the last two years, but let's look at what I've been through the last 30 or look what happened when I was a kid. My God, it's amazing. Because once you once you can let this stuff go, you actually become at peace with yourself and with the world, you know, and and you, you move through life. You're not triggered. You're not kind of, if you know, some, my default, um my default emotion going back years ago when I was any it was anger that was just I carried around so much anger and a lot of it stemmed from I'm I'm a good natured person I've always worn my heart on my sleeve and I've always tried to do the best by people and that includes staff members contractors whatever it is and people will just take advantage of it and you know I I forget the amount of times I've been stolen from or we were running a building company I had to pay 
the same time four times to get the same work done. People just thinking they can get away with doing shoddy stuff and sort of running roughshod over us. And, and I had a lot of anger in there, feeling like I was being taken for a mug and, and being taken as an idiot. And so I had years and years and years of this alongside the anger around sort of my childhood and stuff. And this was my kind of default emotion. So to release a lot of that, it's just this piece there. And I, and I hope there's, there's guys that perhaps are, are listening to this on your channel that maybe this is resonating with. And, and I just, got fellas, you've got, you've got a proper opportunity now. This is just like, you know, once in a lifetime, but it can define literally the rest of your life and it can be amazing for you. Yes, yes, so much yes. <laughs> so for anyone who really resonates with you, Erin, how can they get in contact with you? What do you offer? Where can they find you on technology, social media, um, so that, yeah, they can start doing some work with you in that space? Well, I think in the future you can just find me in the quantum field. Come looking for me in there and that'll be enough. <laughs> but, like, until we all get, until we all get there, and we're having sort of, uh, you know, we're having meetups in the quantum field. You can find me on all social media platforms. So you can, Aaron Lazar on Facebook, Aaron Lazar on Instagram, A-E-R-O-N-L-A-Z-A-R. Um, YouTube channel uh, under my name and also the Architects of Destiny. I've got the Architects of Destiny podcast. Um, also, we've got, uh, goodness me, I'm on TikTok. Find me at Aaron Lazar on TikTok. Um, what else have we got? I think, I think that's about it. Yeah, website aaronlazar.com and architectsofdestiny.com. But if you start doing some searches in um, on social media and stuff, you'll find me across there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, energy, wisdom, energetic activations <laughs> and channeling abilities today. I'm so grateful for having you on here. Um, the energy feels really nice, expansive, connected. And I know that the people that are receiving this are going to get a lot from it. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the energy. I've, the conversation is really nice, the way it's kind of like ebbed and flowed and sort of taken up a life of its own. It's been really, really nice. Um, and like I say, it's, it's, been, um, it's been really cool to sort of have the opportunity to kind of um, sort of get that message across to people. And, and, and I hope it resonates with people that, you know, it's, um, you know, sort of spirituality and um, sort of opening up to your multidimensionality. You can do it like this. It's available for everybody. And it's amazing. And, um, you know, the second you step into your truth as a spiritual being, it's just the deepest levels of joy and happiness you're ever going to you're ever going to meet in your life. So, yeah, it's a pleasure. And th thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. All right. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Oh, awesome. That was one, one.